Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's going on, Bird Gang? This is Darren Sproles here. I just want to thank you all for tuning in to Eagles Brawl, the Brawl Network. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave a five star rating. Fly, Eagles, fly. This is a Brawl Network production. You're listening to the Eagles Brawl Podcast. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! Here to take you on the road to victory. It's Connor Miles, Ed Cross, Johnny Page, and Tyler Steege. Listening to a Brawl Network production, and this is Meanie's Bird Recap. Can you feel that thing? That's moving like your doggone hands. That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel it? Win or lose, these guys will be here for you after every single game. Do you think you're better than me? Here are your hosts, Giovanni Hamilton, Connor Miles, and ECW original, the Blooming. Welcome to the Meanies Birds recap, only on Eagles Brawl. Uh, guys, I'm not even going to get excited or like hype about the, the recap show because we won't want to talk about anything but that game right now, but we have to. This is our obligation to talk about it on this show. And Rob was talking it off the air, I am completely mentally drained. I am completely yeah. mentally drained. I went into work today completely zombified. I thought, what a letdown this team is. How emotionally attached I am as a fan and I can't even compute today because of what I saw yesterday on that football field. So many issues with this Philadelphia Eagles team and so many directions we can go in and point fingers at. And I know that's what we're all doing on, on a debating for a football world today, but I just want to start off the show saying, I don't just blame Doug Peterson. I also blame the quarterback Carson Wentz, and I'll get into why later. I don't think, you can just sit back and think this coaching staff can come in and a uh, new coach staff can come in and fix Carson Wentz. There's some underlying issues there that we need to discuss. Uh, he's letting Carson Wentz is letting Doug Peterson down just as much as Doug Peterson is letting Carson Wentz down. And I just want to make that clear right off the bat for my opening statement. But let's get into it, Giovanni. Let's. I, I mean, I'm looking at you with the flow over there, and you're not even wearing anything Eagles related at all. And that's the first. I've never not seen Giovanni wear something <laughs> Eagles related. What, what? What? What goes on in your mind this morning when you wake up and you get your you're uh, you're tired together, and you say no, not today. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was just thinking. I was like, it's it's just not the vibe. It's a sad day. Um, I I do blame uh, Doug Peterson for a lot of it, um, and and I do blame Carson Wentz for a lot of it too. Um, I think that Doug Peterson is doing Carson a disservice by. Um, 
trying to make him into almost a quarterback like Nick Foles, like a pocket passer. Um, and Carson Wentz, I think he just needs to get better at reading the defense and throwing away the ball and finding open wide receivers to throw to. Completely agree, Ed. I know you're watching that game, and as a, as a strong analyst, what are you thinking, man? What's going through your mind watching this game? I mean, you 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 and I both thought ourselves like this was a winnable game. This is the game that the team gets back on track for. What are you thinking? You know, it was really hard to watch. Um, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, two turnovers to start their first two drives. I mean, that's just a killer. They look great marching right down the field on that opening drive. Nine running plays, one passing play. Uh, and then Miles Sanders fumbles. Then, you know, Carson Wentz throws the pick six. Was it the pick six at the, on that second series? Um, I believe it was. Yeah, so he throws the pick six, and you're down 7 nothing, and that's the way it stands. You know, it was the first game this year in the NFL where neither team has scored an offensive touchdown in the first half. Um, I mean, that's how bad it was. And the, and the game was there for the Eagles taking. Um, and like Giovanni said, I mean, it's a breakdown – on many levels, starting with Doug Peterson and, and the play calling and the play design more maybe than the play calling. Uh, and, and then Carson struggles. Uh, you know, we talked about it off air. You know, you can't take a set, a sack in the end zone, basic football. You have to get rid of that football. Um, Jalen Rager's wide open on the pick six. Somehow he doesn't see him. And then Doug just going away completely from the run in the second half. I mean, they ran the ball 19 times for 96 yards in the first half. They ran it six times for 10 yards in the second half. And Miles Sanders tells us afterward that it's because the grounds adjusted. They started to uh, let their linebackers kind of play back a little bit and then read before they were just kind of coming right downhill. But they kind of backed them off a little to read the play better to see what was coming. And then the Eagles never adjusted. And that's on the coaching staff. I mean, if, if one team adjusts on you, then you have to adjust back. Uh, and we're not seeing any of it. And it's very frustrating. Incredibly frustrating. And Giovanni's mother here, Shannon, makes a good point. That that first fumble, it, completely deflating. And you could see it on the, the, the players' faces as well. I agree. It looks like they were just like, oh, we were almost at it. But, you know, uh, like, yeah, that's how I feel about this season. Meanie, what's up, man? How did you uh, feel watching the game? I'll say this much. If it wasn't for the fact I knew I was doing this show today, I probably would have turned the game off way earlier. But I have a commitment. And uh, I think I should be committed for watching the rest of that game. Um, and I knew I, I had a – there was that feeling, man. There were so many – besides the, the fact that the way they played, you know, you know, previous games and stuff like that. But, you know, they bring up the fact that, you know, the Browns have never beaten the Eagles way back. As, you know, the last Browns team to beat the Eagles was Bill Belichick. I was like, oh, well, there's the jinx. And then yeah. – uh, Every time I, I go to do uh, something like, you know, uh, I do my mine and Meanie podcast or my blue shades. If I watch an Eagles game, I wear my, my green glasses. My green glasses broke. The lens just popped out. I was like, well, that's apropos for the uh, for the game. <laughs> so like, everything, everything that could have went wrong, even before the game, went wrong. Uh, but I'll say this, man. It's just uh, between Carson's play – and the coaching, it's just been a recipe for disaster. Uh, I said it last week, um, 
You know, I know vanilla's Doug Peterson's favorite flavor of ice cream, but it's his favorite flavor of game calling. Uh, a lot of the uh, d- defensive, the Giants' defensive players last week said they knew what was coming, and if you know, you know, they know what's coming. They're putting it out there that everybody knows what the Eagles are going to do. I mean, where, where, where's the adjustments? Like you're saying, where are the adjustments? Uh, you know, either, you know, from the first quarter to the second quarter, halftime into the third quarter, you got to switch things up. And I, I know Doug is a, is a proud coach, but there, there's got to be a point where he says, you know what, I need a fresh set of eyes on this. You know, maybe I'll call the first 15 plays, hand off the deuce, and then, you know, back and forth. So it's not as predictable, you know. And uh, like you said, with the opening drive, everything looked really good. Everything was clicking. And then they slipped on the banana peel and, you know, fumbled the ball. And I was like, well, of course. Of course, everything looked way too good up until that point. You know, forget the fact that they brought up the Eagles hadn't lost in how many years. Forget that my glasses broke. (laughs) They just looked too good on that opening drive. And then, you know, they, you know, Sat in the wet paint, or whatever bad cliche you can say or uh, analogy happened, and um, it's just a matter of they they have to stand back and reassess. You know, like uh, I do a lot of designs. I design my own T-shirts. If I get into a funk and I can't figure things out, I shut the program off or whatever I'm working at. Stand back. I go back to it and look at it with a fresh set of eyes. They need to. Doug Peterson needs to step back and just reassess everything with a, a new mindset of what what is he doing wrong it, it takes more to him going on angelo's show and saying i'm pissed off angelo what are you going to do about it words are one thing actions are another that's a good point because they look like the same exact team like of all weekends to come out and say yeah we lost to the giants we haven't lost the giants in a while this is pretty bad of us we need to come back and get this win this week with like the same exact team look like nothing different there's nothing changed at all and I mean, Ed and I said it too. When they came off the bye, they looked nothing different. That's a huge red flag with this team, and a huge red flag for Doug. I think along the lines here of giving a winning a Super Bowl, getting a statue put outside of the stadium, and doing it with your backup quarterback against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and going to the playoffs the last two years with the most banged up roster in the league. I think somewhere along the line, Doug Peterson developed an ego, and. It's he's struggling with it. Clearly, he's struggling with it. He thinks that Carson Wentz is in a funk. He'll get out of it. I once Carson Wentz gets out of that funk, the plays get better because the execution's better. Everything will be fine. I I need to see some sense of urgency from this team. I need to see some sense of urgency from Carson Wentz. I need to see it from Doug Peterson. The 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 flatlining that I keep seeing on offense last couple weeks against. I mean, I'm not gonna lie that that Browns defense that secondary was. Something you could pick on, and they only scored ten points. Ten points, really, until the end of the game and the garbage time. So, okay. I something's got to give, and I I think, and I I, I did mention I, I saw it on ninety seven point five the fanatic when Adam Kaplan did the inside the bird segment on them. Uh, he said Jeffrey Lurie went to the team after the Cowboys game and said, "I'm disappointed in the offense. If things don't change, I'm going to make some changes." I don't think Ed has – I mean, excuse me, I don't think Doug has a choice. Uh, I know Ed and I talk about it all the time that he doesn't want to give up play calling. Uh, it's not going to be his thing. But at the end of the day, his, these aren't his decisions to make. It's Jeffrey Lurie's decisions to make. He's one of the most hands-on owners in the league. Uh, 
if things don't turn around, if this offense doesn't improve, if guys don't start feeling like their jobs are on the line, I feel like he's gonna make some changes. I don't think it's gonna happen Carson once, obviously, and we all allude to his contract, but uh I know I do something to make him not feel comfortable at this point. I, I I do have faith in Carson Wentz. I do believe that player, the talent that he is, is still in there. But it's not there right now, and you need to light a fire under a guy. He needs to feel the pressure. That's the thing. It's He doesn't believe that they're going to pull him from Jalen Hurts. He knows his contract just as much as we do. He knows the situation with the team just as much as we do. He knows how much Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, and Doug Peterson value him just as much as we do, if not more in that department. They're not going to pull him for Jalen Hurts, and he knows that. So I need that to change. I need the narrative to change. I need Doug to start feeling the pressure. I need Jeffrey Lurie to look at this team right now and intervene finally and say, hey, Doug, we need to cut the play calling in half for you. You need to step aside for the first half. Do Staley, Jeff Stoutlin, one of these guys needs to come in and set the tone on offense for you and then let you finish out the second half with your situational play call, and we'll see how it goes because uh, right now to keep – to stay complacent and to keep going forward with the way that they're looking, I think you're just asking to lose the division, a, a division that's so in reach. I think you're just asking to be complacent and uh, to fall back behind and let the Giants, a team that looks a little bit better week by week, or let Washington with Alex Smith or or uh, Dallas with Andy Dalton uh, make a run at this easily winnable division. It's possible now with the way the Eagles are looking. So uh, just that I, I really think you need to go ahead into this week and start making some changes, start making some guys feel some pressure. And uh, I know that they already alluded to Jason Peters is going to remain left tackle. Mistake. Uh, Doug, I don't really take press conferences that seriously as much as other people do. And I don't think this comment was as serious as uh, others are taking it when he said that he wants to incorporate Alshon more. And I, don't, I don't think that's the truth. I just think that's uh, Doug being a player's coach. But Things you cannot do are lean on veterans that are on the future of this team, and especially Alshon on that on that interception. I mean, I don't know why Wentz throws it to him. I know that's where the read's going. I don't know why he, the coaching staff puts Alshon in that position to make that play, to be the read there. Uh, but the guy can't play football anymore. If you can't make a simple jump like that, you, obviously you're done. And I moving forward, I don't know why you would take away snaps from young guys like John Hightower, Jalen Rager, uh, Greg Ward and Quez Watkins going forward when you can clearly see that this guy cannot play football anymore. He, he's clearly done. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's the, the loyalty with this team, the way that they were loyal to Deshaun Jackson, Jason Peters, uh, Darren Sproles, uh, up to this point. I mean, I don't know, man. I, I it, It's crazy. I think at the, uh, there has to be some kind of changes. And I know, Ed, you said it yourself, and it's the truth. You take away some sort of play calling. It's kind of like the end is near. Uh, if they keep going the way they're going right now, the end is near regardless. So I need something to change. Yeah, the the end would be near for Doug as a coach. Yeah, if they take away play calling and um, uh, unless the play calling works. But again, I mean, is it play calling or is it play design? I mean, Carson Wentz dropped back to pass over 40 times on Sunday. One of those was a rollout. Carson Wentz talked to us last week about how he loves the rollout, how he loves to change his launch angle of his arm. He likes to throw on the run. Um, but Doug rolls him out one time. Second half, he ran the ball so well in the first half. Where is the play-action rollouts? You know, the Browns are going to be looking for that run because they got beat up by it. They got hit over the head by it in the first half. And then not to utilize that, not to, to build on that, uh, you know, what you were able to achieve on the, on the ground um, is bad. Uh, 
getting Jalen Rager in space. I mean, we're, when are we going to see that? When are we going to see, you know, throws off the line to him? Let him create. When are we going to see the jet sweep? When, you know, when are we just going to see him run a screen pass? He throws these screens to, uh, you know, Dallas Goddard, these tight end screens. Greg Ward, man. <laughs> that's, that's, I, that's immediately the thing I started saying, too. I'm like, we blame this Jalen Rager kid for not producing, for being hurt, but yet this team has no idea how to use him. And I think the common denominator here for the lack of wide receiver production is Doug Peterson. We all like to forget this, but Doug Peterson was the Chiefs offensive coordinator of the year the wide receivers had zero touchdowns. Ever since he's come to Philadelphia, no wide receiver has had 1,000 yards receiving, Alshon Jeffrey being the closest with 850-ish. I think the problem here, and I, you just said it, play design. I don't think Doug Peterson is a wide receiver-friendly coach. I think that's finally the answer here. You can recycle these wide receiver coaches all you want. You can bring in guys over and over again. Things aren't changing. These wide receivers aren't producing more. Travis Fulgham was so far an anomaly that's kind of faded out, but – well, and, and look, at, look, at their, look at their use of Jalen Hurts. I mean, one snap yesterday, and what and what did he do? Well, we ran the ball. That was a shock. The shock was he gained six yards. I mean, the Browns. Well, I was going to say. I mean, I didn't get a chance to watch the all twenty-two yet, but it looked like Carson Wentz was off the field when Jalen Hurts ran that. Yeah, that's good. I haven't seen that either. But but the point is, is Hurts ran one play. Right. I mean, it's funny though because he listened to the media and was like, "Oh yeah, you know, Carson Wentz shouldn't be on the field. Maybe, maybe I'll actually do that for once." And he, it looked like he was on the field. But yeah, you're right. One play, and it was positive, And then you don't utilize him once. I, but I mean, the same thing with Paul Sanders. I know you said the, the the defense adjusted, but come on, man, trust your playmakers to make plays. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, so that all comes down to me in my mind, play design, um, the Hurts issue. Uh, you know, what happened to Travis Fulgham? Why all of a sudden aren't they scheming ways to get him open? I mean, this guy was on track for a 1,000-yard season. After five games at the break, we all thought he was going to get it. He's got two catches for 16 yards in the last two games, 12 targets. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if the whole Alshon effect has taken over the rest of the, the wide receivers. Where they does have this young core of receivers – and then you get the one guy, you know, the one veteran to come back in and maybe get got the cancer up. back and he starts affecting everybody. Yeah. Has Justina <laughs> Anderson said anything lately? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. So but, uh, I like this question here, and I want everybody to answer this because I, I know my answer. What would bother you guys more? Moving on from – and this is Football Kelly who actually has the Kelly Green Show coming to Eagles Brawl this week. She has a great guest she interviewed. So Kelly will be a part of the Eagles Brawl moving forward. But – what would bother you more, moving on from Wentz and him succeeding with another team or moving on from Peterson and him succeeding with another team? So easy answer is Carson Wentz here. If he goes with another team and succeeds and plays well, that's not a good thing because I'm just fine watching Andy Reid do well in Kansas City because Andy Reid deserves it. And not only that, the Eagles moved on and had another coach that won the Super Bowl too. You could easily do that. You can't really easily get a franchise quarterback. So uh, I easily say Carson. What do you what say you guys? Oh, that, for me, definitely – I don't want to see Carson go off anywhere and become successful. I mean, I want him to be successful, but I want him to be successful with the Eagles, uh, which brings up another point is how are, how is it that all these other players go to other teams and they're playing spectacularly? Look at Sidney Jones, for instance. Yeah. So I go too. Yeah. Yeah. All these people are leaving, flying the coop, so to speak, and playing fantastic elsewhere. So uh, if I had to, uh, you know, you know, pick or choose or have a Sophie's Choice moment. Uh, see you, Doug. 
Uh, bye. Because uh, I could totally see Carson going to like the Colts and winning a couple Super Bowls there with Frank Reich. And we all know it. And I've seen the people make memes and all about it and all that stuff. I could totally see him flourishing, you know, with Frank Reich. Um, it, it's just a matter. I think I wonder if people, the players, look at uh, you know Doug Peterson as a good coach or as a as a friend. You know, it's kind of like that parent who lets their kids get away with murder. And uh, well, you know, he's 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 not my mom. He's not my dad. He's my friend. Sometimes the parent needs to be a parent, and so I think Doug needs to be a coach. And you know, start coming down a little, you know, be a, a little bit harder or, or a little bit more stricter. Do something because these guys they might like Doug, they might respect Doug, but they don't fear Doug. And uh, something needs to be done. It, 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 talking about schemes, uh, play design and schemes, it reminds me of you know back when you know Buddy Ryan was the coach, and everything was heavy towards the defense because he was a defensive minded coach, where the offense kind of suffered a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Here we have a, a, a former quarterback as coach, pass happy, doesn't really like to run, and you know I don't even know what's going on with Schwartz, but uh, you know we need we, we I think we need a fresh set of eyes there. I, I want to see Carson under a in a new under a new uh, new coaching staff. Uh, for the lack of a better term, I know that sounded lame, but yeah, yeah. I want I want to see Carson with the Eagles with a new structure around him. Unexpected trouble? CashNet USA can take the stress out of borrowing emergency funds. Our fast, secure application process makes it easy to apply online 24-7. Plus, CashNet USA offers same-day funding if approved before 10.30 a.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. Additional terms may apply. Visit CashNetUSA.com or tap the banner to apply today. I'm assuming... Giovanni and Ed, are your answers the same as well as the course and that you rather see stay here and then Doug will be successful somewhere else or vice versa? Yeah, um, my opinion, I fully agree with you, Manny. Um, we, we know what Carson Wentz is capable of, and I just don't think that he has the right people around him helping him. Yeah, They've done, they've done him a total disservice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, you know, getting back, back to Nelson Aguilar and, you know, Sidney Jones and, you know, even Rasul Douglas, I mean, yeah. um, a, a change of scenery just does a player good. You know, they feel pressure. You know, Sidney Jones came in with all the talk about him should, should have been a number one draft pick if it wasn't for the, uh, you know, first round pick if it wasn't for the Achilles. And, you know, some players can't, you know, live up to that kind of pressure and, um, you know, maybe the same with Nelson Aguilar, although Aguilar had some good moments in Philadelphia, no doubt. Um, but he needed to change the scenery. I mean, he just dropped too many passes too many times. Um, you know, to answer the Kelly Green question, I, you know, I would hate to see Carson go have success elsewhere. But, you know, we talked about Andrew Luck earlier and how he retired at the age of 29 because he was just so banged up physically and mentally. Uh, and you wonder, you know, if Carson – might do the same. I mean, I'm not saying he is, but he's been banged up a lot. Um, you know, he looks mentally shot right now, frankly. Uh, there's something going on mentally. He's not getting rid of the ball quickly enough. He's not going to his first read. He's maybe going through his progression too quickly. Um, it, it, it would kind of surprise me if he stepped down 
you know, he's 27 years old. I think he'll be 28, uh, you know, this early part of 2021. Um, but, you know, it's something you have to think about is would he step away and retire at an early age? We see a lot of players doing that. Um, and then as far as Doug goes, if he were to leave Philadelphia, I'm, I'm not so sure uh, he would get back into coaching. I mean, I could see Doug just kind of riding off into the sunset as a Super Bowl winning qu- coach and let that be his legacy and spending the rest of his life hunting and fishing or even coaching high school football again, high school football again. I mean, that's that's kind of where his roots were before he got into the NFL as a coach. So I'm, I'm not so sure Doug would go anywhere to be a coach at this stage of his career. I think he would just rest on his legacy of winning a Super Bowl. Depends how much he loves football. Cause I can see Joe Douglas saying, Hey, you know, I got a job for you, but depends. Yeah. I, I think it depends. I, my thing was, uh, I, that, cause we did talk about that off air. They comparing Carson to Andrew Luck. I mean, He's following the path, the injuries, the constantly getting battered because their offensive line's been struggling and injured, and the the decision making. I mean, if I can add too. a little, if I can add a little nugget to what Ed had said, and uh, during Carson's press conference, he dropped a little nugget, a little maybe a little clue that nobody nobody's really picked up on. And he's talked about maybe he hasn't fully recovered from the concussion. He saw that. Season ending concussion he suffered, you know, during the Seahawks game. And as somebody who's, you know, had several undiagnosed concussions, uh, sometimes those, you know, thing the, the 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 effects linger. I mean, well after that. So I don't know, maybe if he's gun shy or maybe he's still feeling the effects of that uh, that that you know that hit that knocked him out of uh, the playoffs last year. That's a good point. That was pretty That's a good point. It was it was pretty violent. I mean, if you remember, he kind of staggered to the to the table. He had no idea where he was. I mean, it, it, it was pretty significant. Um, and, and if you get a second one of those, um, then at what point do you start worrying about your brain? If you're if you're Carson, and you know he's got a little baby now, um, he, he's certainly going to be able to retire with all the money that he's going to make. You know, over these next two years, anyway, this year and next year. Um, you know, it, it, you know, you wonder, I mean, we can't look into our crystal balls here and see what's going to happen, but it's certainly on the table, uh, as a possibility. I mean, you're right. Uh, Mani, the, uh, the concussion thing's a real issue. It, you know, every concussion's different. Uh, they impact players different ways. Um, and, and you know, maybe there's something to that as far as Carson goes. It, certainly we, you know, we keep looking at for all these answers for Carson and we never really seem to find any. And, um, he's looking for him. Doug's looking for him. Nobody can find any. If what's this theoretically say? Carson Wentz is a firm Christian. He, I think that's the one player I can th- point to on this team that doesn't really care what media says about him, what the outside noise says about him. He tunes it out perfectly. Uh, he's never listening to any of that. I think he, if he wanted to leave the game, he would be absolutely fine doing so at this point. If he wanted out, if he wasn't loving football, he would leave. He'd retire. Uh, and I think that's a good point. I think the concussion is a good point. I mean, like you just said, Ed, he's he's a newborn father. He's a, he's a father. Like, he has a baby, and he has a lot to think about for his future. And I'm, I'm sure he has plans to be a pastor or something involved in the church. So uh, I don't think it's that crazy. And not only that. It would explain the Jalen Hurts pick finally. You would finally have a firm explanation for the Jalen Hurts pick that if the Eagles had any inc- inc- like any inclining of that Carson Wentz was thinking of appointing Andrew Luck or that 
his future in football isn't going to last that much longer, then making this pick makes way more sense. Then you finally have the answer of like why they value taking a quarterback that is presumably your backup in the second round if you have the fear that your quarterback isn't going to be with you that much longer. Uh, it's a good point. It's if, he, if that concussion's still on his mind and he still plays in the back of his head thinking about the concussion, uh, you might be on something there, Meanie. That's a well, good point. He, I, didn't, I didn't think about it. He's got the concussions. He's getting nailed week in and week out um, to the point where that whole injury prone thing doesn't, you know, fly anymore. I mean, he, he could tell you, he could take it hit, but at what point, uh, what's the, uh, what's the receipt of the, uh, and when you, we tally up all these hits, but I mean, what's the final tally, you know, that, that it, the toll it's taking on him. Uh, I know as, you know, as a, uh, professional wrestler, just, 25 years, you know, just every morning I get out of bed, it sounds like Rice Krispies, snap, crackle, and pop. Uh, and he, uh, you know, he's a young dude and he's getting hit by some, uh, he's taking some brutal shots. Uh, at, at that point, you figured he's, you know, financially secure. Uh, he has a strong faith and uh, he's maybe he's the next couple of years, he's, he's looking at, you know, maybe. You know, like you said, going down the road of uh, following his faith and uh, doing missionary stuff. You know, he's he's always you know building churches and helping bring water to people in, in need and stuff like that. So that could be on his mind too, and he probably could have dropped a little thing in conversation to where they're like, mm, maybe we should get a like you said, maybe insurance. Yeah, maybe we need to really take a, think about insurance policy. Yeah, and you know, maybe that's why you know. Eagles front office might be willing to uh, take the hit for that second round pick if this is indeed the case. You know, they, they they're getting killed for picking a quarterback in the second round. Maybe they know something we don't. Yeah, it's completely possible. Not only that, uh, nobody's going to fault them for it after either. No. They will turn into praising them then. So, my question right now to you guys is. Uh, this is the, not a great team to do it against because it's a playoff caliber team. It's a very good NFC team. But uh, if you go into this weekend and Carson Wentz struggles right off the bat, do you put Jalen Hurts in? Uh, if I could just, before my thought dissipates into the ether, because <laughs> I have the attention span of a goldfish. So do I. Uh, sometimes I think it takes for the other shoe to drop. I think the fact that maybe they've been holding off on doing something on the fact that they're still in first place. Now they're only like a half game in first place, which is going to end this, you know, Thanksgiving when the Redskins and Dallas face each other. One of those teams is going to overtake the Eagles in first place. That might be the catalyst for the Eagles doing something. What that something is, who knows? That's true. That's a good point, too. I didn't even think about that. But Yeah, the Eagles right, have to win Monday to remain in first place against the Seahawks. And we know what a big task that's going to be. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I mean, it, Russell Wilson's never lost to the Eagles. He's 4-0. Uh, I can't remember the last time the Eagles lost to the Seahawks. And they beat the Seahawks. Yeah, I, I can't either. I, yeah, I can't remember the last time the Eagles beat the Seahawks, whoever I said. I don't know. Well, it hasn't been that Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson at the helm because he's 4-0 against them so. Yeah, go back. You know, Tavares Jackson beat them too. Uh, It's been tough sledding against the Seattle. Yeah, I just remember they played him with Vince Young was playing too. Vince Young was the quarterback. One of the times they played Seattle and we lost too. Yeah, they. I I hate hate the Seahawks. 
I hate white retirement night, you know? So, well, here's the thing about putting Hertz in there if Wentz struggles is I don't know how long a leash Wentz will have, but we talked about it before. You have to do something. This is an offense that in the first half is averaging 3.8 points in the last five games. I mean, that that's abysmal. They've been shut out twice in the first half by the Ravens uh, and then by Cleveland. I mean, listen, I mean, if you're going to have a short leash, now's the time because you can't go scoreless against a Seahawks team that routinely scores over 30 points a game, and the Eagles haven't scored above 30 all season long. So if you're not going to match them point for point with Carson, I mean, you you have to make a quick decision on that if you think – Jalen Hurts can lead you to some points because that's you're going to have to score to beat this team. And of course, we're going to hear about the uh, how we could have had Metcalf. We'll hear, be hearing about that all week. So, oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so all right. Let me just rephrase the question so we can all because I'm going to make a sound clip out of it also, so everybody can hear. If I'll be extra rowdy if, in my answer, John. if the Eagles, <laughs> if Carson Wentz struggles in the first half versus the Seahawks. Do you make the switch to Jalen Hurts? Pull him. Was that good enough? Uh, yeah, that was good. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a clipper right there. Uh, something. Uh, I remember there, there, there was the game in Baltimore where Andy Reid sat down, Donna for, for for Kevin Cobb, and you know just to kind of set a you know make a point. What point it made, I don't know, because Kevin Cobb threw a ninety yard uh pick six that went the other way with ed reed but the next week uh donovan came out and uh lit lit up the uh the arizona cardinals i believe that was a a thanksgiving game as well so uh who knows i mean you kind of have to send a message that nobody's above approach or you know i don't want to say discipline but send a message hey man Get your act together. I mean, th- this is a team sport, and nobody's above, uh, you know, being made an example of, for the lack of a better term. I mean, I'm impressed you remember the that stuff. I mean, you talked about your concussions, and here you are pulling out this this type of knowledge of the Cardinals on Thanksgiving. Man, I, I didn't remember any of that. So, you know, yeah. good, good job. So here's the thing about that, though. The only reason why I, I, I like the analogy because it is what they need to do. They need to light a spark under Carson Wentz. But what we do forget is what happened the next season after that season was the Eagles stunk. They went they lost three games to Dallas, and they booted McNabb immediately after that season. So I think if you do it still, it is unfortunately singling the end of Carson Wentz because you, if you at some point have to bench your starting quarterback because of his play – I, I it does send the wrong message. It does. So I understand Doug's point of view for that, but uh, I cannot continually watch Carson Wentz struggle and think this is just going to work itself out. You have to send him a message somehow. He's, he looks he looks like a guy who knows that his job is secured, that he can do whatever he has to do, and his job is secured. I need that's why I'm I said it all beginning of the episode. I need to put the pressure, and I need to make it feel it. Now, uh, I don't well, the think pressure is something you don't want to do when the team's in first place. You know, like I said, this weekend they'll right. be. Half That's a good game. point. That's exactly. So now you have a chance for say, you know what? We need to be competitive. We need to make something competitive. We're not competitive right now. We need to make it some, some kind of spark. Maybe this is it. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I agree with everybody. I don't think Hertz is ready. I don't think that uh, he's better than Wentz well, either. I don't Carson think any of this stuff. 
was Carson ready when he had to take over for Sam Bradford seven days before the uh, the season? And he, he, he wound up having a decent season. I mean, they didn't have a winning season, but for the short amount of time he had to learn that offense within a week, he was okay. Now, I'm not saying Jalen Hurts is going to take over for the rest of the season, but to at least have one game or, you know, get some uh, seasoning on them, get them some polish on them to play against – you know the first uh, the first squad defense of a of a, a caliber team like the Seattle Seahawks might do hurts a little bit good because, quite frankly, uh, you know the uh, the Eagles haven't really done great against the Seahawks. So unconventional t- unconventional times call for unconventional measures, and uh, you know the team's going to be a half game out of first place. Do something, shake things up, make people go, oh, Doug's uh, Doug's mad, you know. Doug's not the friend. Doug's mad, you know, so. Well, you know, Connor, you're afraid of it signaling the end of Carson. I think if you manage this properly, I think Doug should have this conversation with Carson this week. Carson, you know, this is what's going to happen. If we struggle coming out of the gate, we're going to go with Jalen. But that doesn't mean you lost your job. We're going to see what Jalen does. Even if Jalen leads us to this great victory, you're going to have that job again going into Green Bay the following week. I think that's who they play. The fans would be uproarious over that, you know. If Jalen leads them to you know a thirty to twenty victory over Seattle, um, but you have to let Carson know you have to handle it properly. You have to tell him, you know, it's still your job, and you put him back in, and you don't listen to what the fans say, and you tell him the same thing, Carson. We saw what Jalen did. If you struggle again, we're going to take you out. We're going to put Jalen in. I mean, it has to be managed properly. He has to be told ahead of time. They just can't pull him willy nilly in the middle of the game if that's the way they're going. Uh, and expect to have him be on board with it. You have to make this intention known Wednesday when they come back to practice, if not sooner. Um, and then- immediately. I, I make that known. I, I think Doug has to make that move this week. I think he has to have that conversation. I don't know. I, I doubt he will, but uh, you're at the point where you have to have that conversation. Absolutely. I think if you continue properly, that's, that's the key. It has to be handled properly. And or is Doug capable of doing that? I, I don't know. I mean, he played quarterback a long time in this league, but, uh, you know, I'm not sure he, he, you know, you would think he would, you would hope he would, um, but to do it the wrong way would be a, a really bad message to send. Yeah, I don't think they would either, though. But I, at the end of the day, this front office drafted Carson Wentz. This, this coaching staff was picked envisioning of Carson Wentz. They grew together. They started together. I have to trust this team and their evaluation process for Jalen Hurts. They obviously saw something enough in him to like him enough. So as much as I want to sit here and say, I want Carson Wentz to figure it out. Carson Wentz is my franchise quarterback because he is. I'm not saying that anything otherwise. I do believe that they can fix him, and I do believe the talent is still there. But uh, I have to trust the team at some point and say, you know, they they did not care at all what people thought about the Jalen Hurts pick. They were fully prepared to make this move. They're fully prepared to take on the backlash. And they clearly must like him that much to do so. Prove it to me. Prove it to me somehow. Give it. Give me some kind of reason to say, you know what? Carson's struggling. But they put this rookie in that they liked so much that they drafted in the second round, even though they secured their franchise quarterback and they weren't worried about what he thought or the fan base thought that hailed him. This kid might be. This kid might be it. So I don't know. I just need to see something different because right now it's it's not looking too hot. And I just I'm one of those people 
right now, and I, I'm not very vocal on Twitter ever since this podcast started. I don't really like to put my takes out on there. I like to put them in the microphone and upload them to here, and I'll let you guys listen and then tell me what you think. But I believe in Carson Wentz. I, I'm a fan of Doug Peterson. But the truth of the matter is, if you blame one person in this situation, you're incorrect for not blaming both because they're both the worst versions they can possibly be for each other right now. It's both of them. If it was just one, this team was not three, six, and one. They're they're probably five hundred, maybe one game over five hundred. If it was just one of them, but the fact that it's both of them, it's just, that's why they're three, six, and one. That's why they look as bad as they do. That's why they were talking about either we get rid of the quarterback or we get rid of the head coach. It, it's both, and it's okay to accept that it's both. Nobody's hands are clean in this whole situation. Um, wow. The ironic part would be having Jalen Hurts come in against. Uh, the Seahawks, when Howie Roseman said the reason why he picked Jalen Hurts was because he uh, regrets passing on uh, on uh, Russell Wilson in the draft. <laughs> so you would uh, ultimately have the reason why Hurts was drafted versus, you know, Hurts. So uh, who knows? We'll see. All right. So let's ask the person who told Carson Wentz, you're my hero, and made a huge ESPN video that went viral about what he would think he would do in this situation. Um, I don't think he bent Carson, especially in this game coming up. I don't think that it's the right move because I think that I I think that it's gonna be a loss either way. I'm sorry to put that that bad vibe out there, but I think it'll be a closer game if we keep once in and not throw this rookie out who hasn't had very much experience. Look what you did, Philadelphia. Look what you did, Eagles. <laughs> you took the most positive fan you could have ever had, and he just predicted a loss for you, but he never does. That's Look what you did. Flip. You got to put sad music underneath it. You got to make it in black and white. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fire, fire whoever ruined Giovanni's positivity because they need to get out of here. <laughs> You're like that's Roseman. <laughs> That'll be the clip for Giovanni going Roseman. <laughs> I love it, but yeah, I mean, I we talked forty <laughs> minutes, and all, all it is is just about Doug Pierce and Carson Wentz. They're just usually what these shows have become. This is what Philadelphia sports talk has become. I just I don't know where we go from here, guys. I really don't. Um, we're here because we're nuts. We we love the sport, even though Matt, no matter how much it that it promises us, us nothing, sometimes it gives us a little taste of sweet. A lot of times, most of the times for Philly sports, it gives us a lot of sour. But uh, we like our football. I mean, it's a blue collar, busted knuckle town. We love our sports. Uh, we love our city, and uh, when anybody any one of our sports team does well or somebody who does well from Philly, like a Will Smith around, we always root for them. And the reason why we're so tough on the Eagles, because we want them to do well and we love them. And they, you know, they, they give us a, a reason to be, you know, once a week, you know um, I mean, what else am I going to do? Talk to my family on Sunday. I mean, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, I, I, I'm unapologetically a, a Philly Homer. Uh, and I'm upset with this team because I want to see them do well. And uh, I want to stick it in my friends' faces who are Cowboys fans. So, uh, yeah, 
I don't know where to go from here, but uh, it's going to be one painful game at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, I, I can't believe it. This is where we're at. I mean, we're all struggling to come up with answers, but the best thing is Giovanni has Dan Orlowski on his show tomorrow. Oh. We'll get to talk to, he'll get to finally get to sit down and I don't know if it's tomorrow, Giovanni. When are you recording with him? Uh, we haven't gotten a date in time yet. We're still waiting. Yeah, so don't yep. let me go out there and ruin it for everybody. <laughs> We're still scheduling the interview. But you will be sitting down with Dan Orlowski and talking yeah. to him about uh, what's going on with the Eagles, what's going on with the offense. Hopefully you can get some answers, bud, because we're as clueless as anyone else in this. I mean, I just don't know. I don't, Dan Orlowski loved Carson Wentz, so I'm interested to see what he talks to you about uh, with fixing him. Could you could you could you give some of the viewers before we get off the show some insight like what you're gonna what how what your mindset is going into this interview with Dan like what trying to answers you're gonna try to find? Um, I'm really just gonna look for what what he thinks that the team can improve on, and um, I just want I just want to see his takes on uh, on this team because I know that uh, he breaks down film and. I really admire that, and I want to talk to him. You're going to go, look, Orlowski, I'm the true Carson fan. Know your role. (laughs) Get out of my shadow. And by the way, do you want to be an offensive (laughs) coordinator? And then one more thing. By the way, Orlowski, do you want to be offensive coordinator in Philadelphia? Please. That's my job. Uh, then what? <laughs> we need you to be that. We need you to be that for sure. All right. So, uh, your third down play calls because the Eagles need help on their third down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're brutal Beautiful. on third down. It's so painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, what? Let's just end the show like this. <laughs> I'll, ask, I'll ask each. We're going to end the show this way. We'll end I'll the show. We should. <laughs> 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 I'll ask each and every one of you how, and we'll start with Giovanni. How do the Eagles go out against the Seahawks and try to improve as an offense? Um, better play calling, and uh, let Carson be Carson because in this past week, uh, Doug Peterson said, "Hey, I'm gonna let Carson roll out of the pocket more. I'm gonna let him be Carson." And did you guys see that? Because I didn't. I really didn't. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I think it's a play calling and just let Carson run. I mean, uh, if you look at look at the way, you know, Dallas reacted to when Dak got injured, they went in and pulled out plays they probably hadn't run in forever. What's to say, hey, let's get some new plays we haven't called in a while. Let's dig into the uh, the files, so to speak, and uh, pull out something we haven't done in a while. You know, Everybody's got tape on this season's Eagles. Everybody knows what they're going to do. What can we do from past seasons? You know, Go look at tape from past seasons of stuff they've done that they haven't done in a while and, and spice it up, freshen it up a little bit. Just try you it. You know, I remember a certain Philadelphia Eagles team doing that to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback that was struggling to even win games for them after coming in and replacing an injured quarterback. It's, I believe that happened before. The ghost, and, the ghost of Nick Foles passed. 
Let's, yeah. let's dig into let's dig into that Jeff Stoutland uh, of Nick Foles pass Carson. Let's dig into that. Let's dig into that. Uh, they, they drafted uh, you know Jalen Hurts. He could be like, oh great, here's another guy coming for my job. <laughs> you know, that's what that's what most people are saying. They're saying Carson Wentz looks like he's mentally defeated. He had his backup come in and win a Super Bowl for him and MVP and have a statue out front. And then his GM drafts a quarterback in the second round three years later. Yeah. Right. That it, it's it is understandable, but uh that's introducing the mistress to the wife, you know. Yeah, truth. All right, Ed. Well, how do you attack Seattle this week to get the offense to improve? Uh well the Seattle defense isn't very good. Um not at all. You know, they should be able to get some points, but how are they gonna do it? I think you need to get your Jalen Rager involved. I really do. I mean, this guy ran a 4-3. He's fast. You know, f- to sit down and d- design some plays for Jalen Rager. Throw him those bubble screens. Get him the ball in space. And, you know, I would make this a Jalen Hurts game. I wouldn't play him just one snap. I would try to get Jalen Hurts in there for at least a dozen snaps, whether that's in relief of Carson or in some other form. Uh, start being creative with Jalen Hurts. But, you know, I say these things, and I just know that they're not going to happen because – <laughs> me he's not bro. wrong he's literally not wrong <laughs> it's almost like doug has lost his feel for how to to design plays to call plays and i and i don't know i'm not sure why uh this has happened because everybody says frank reich frank reich but you know they won games without frank reich for the last couple of years i mean they were only nine games that they won last year and the year before but still they were winning games um, and, and they just seem to have lost that ability to know how to win and to know how to go out there and call a game and design a game plan because really that that's what they should have been doing from the jump is getting Jalen Hurts involved. And now you have Jalen Rager back for a few weeks, and, and still you're not getting him the ball. Um, you have to find out ways to get him the ball. And him and Fulgham played a lot of snaps against the Browns. Hightower played one snap. Jeffrey played five snaps. So it's not Jeffrey – it's causing the uh, you know this decrease in snaps. Uh, they're playing these snaps, and they have to become more proficient with those snaps. They have to become more efficient uh, with how many snaps they're playing. And I, I don't know why Doug and his staff haven't figured this out yet. I mean, it's pretty elementary. You see other teams move the ball at will in this day and age in the NFL, and this offense is just, like I said, 3.8 points in the last five games in the first half. Uh, I don't know how long Jeffrey Lurie is going to put up with that before he wants to see something change. I completely agree with that. That's a good assessment there. I just, uh, I really wonder if this team has given up on Doug, if this team has faith in Doug. I know he's a player's coach. I know he's a buddy-buddy, and I know that if winning cares all. But, I mean, the way that the – Winning is a good clone. Winning is a good clone. The effort, though, the last last couple weeks, I mean – it looks like a team that quit on their coach. Honestly, it's what it looks like to me. So uh, I go out and I sell Carson Wentz to continue the hero ball. Uh, we've scaled you back a little bit. We told you to calm it down. Uh, we'll throw that out the window because when you calm down and you scale it back, you, you look bad doing so. I need some crazy bombs to uh, Travis Fogel. I need just trusting your wide receiver again to make the play. Uh, even if he's double covered, I need to utilize Jalen Rager's deep speed and utilize the deep ball of Jalen Rager. I don't know why they're not drawing more shots up to him. Uh, week one, you go immediately to him. 
on Ronald Darby and for a 55 yard bomb. And then you never have done it since. It's, it's insane. I agree with that. Utilize the wide receivers more. Uh, these guys are proven commodities. I think the offense is hindering more than those guys are hindering the offense. And I just tell Carson, play hero ball. Go out and play hero ball. And if it doesn't work out, Jalen Hurts is waiting in the wings. That's all I do. That's how I retire Seattle this week. Let's put up some max protect on the line and just let Rager run and let Carson throw, you know, go get it. Oh, and I bench Jason Peters now that you just mentioned that. Oh, my God, please. <laughs> yeah. oh. Not yeah, going to it's not oh. happening. I know it's not happening, but I mean, dude, I mean, the, the loyalty to Deshaun Jackson has paid off. The loyalty to Jason Peters has paid off. The loyalty to Darren Sproles has paid off. Like, come on. Yeah. Give it a break. The loyalty to Alshon Jeffrey has paid off. Come on, guys. Like, play the young guys. This is his last year, right? Uh, Jeff, uh, Alshon, right? Or is this last They're year? definitely getting rid of him. There's no way they don't get rid of him this offseason. I'll drive him. No way. Um, I think Doug will drive to the airport. I mean, yeah, I think Josina Anderson will pick him up at the airport. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for all tuning in. Thanks for all the 51 minutes of fun. I mean, we tried our best to break it down as best we can. Thank you all for tuning in. Great comments tonight. And always, we're powered by DraftKings, powered by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Use promo code BRAWL to get 20% off your order plus free shipping. And also go to dkng.co slash Brawl Pod for a free entry to win millions on DraftKings. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We greatly appreciate it. And as always, Giovanni's mom's giving us some hype. We love it. <laughs> All right. See you guys this week. Great content coming out this week on Eagles Ball. Stay tuned. Go, Birds. Go, Birds. Uh, I guess. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? It's Connor Miles, co-host of the Eagles Brawl here. I just want to give a quick shout-out to one of our sponsors. That's Manscaped. Go ahead, the holidays are here. It's time to get your loved ones trimmed, and nicely trimmed that is, by going to manscaped.com and using promo code BRAWL, that's B-R-A-W-L, to get 20% off your order, plus free shipping. You know it, he knows it, he needs to trim up. Go to manscaped.com, get 20% off your order, and free shipping, when using promo code BRAWL, B-R-A-W-L. Support your favorite Eagles podcast, Eagles Brawl, when purchasing an item off of manscaped.com and also take care of that person you love. What's going on, everybody? It's Eagles Brawl co-host Connor Miles. And I just want to let you know about our partnership with DraftKings. Football is here, and so is your shot at millions. Thanks to our sponsorship with DraftKings, all new players can play for free for millions with your first deposit. So let me just let you know how it works real quick. So you go to DraftKings and you create your first ever DFS account with DraftKings. You make a deposit, minimum $5, and DraftKings will credit your account with a free entry to numerous of contests that can win you millions. Just go to DKNG. .co slash brawlpod to play. That's D-K-N-G dot C-O slash B-R-A-W-L-P-O-D to play. Quick, Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details and go over there and sign up and support your favorite Eagles podcast, Eagles Brawl.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.